I've discovered some new musicians recently, and as it turns out, they all initially got their break by posting songs on SoundCloud. I think the internet makes it both easier and harder for musicians to get discovered. You can be heard by anyone, anywhere, but because it's so accessible and the barrier of entry is so low, you have to be amazing to get past and break through all of the white noise of the internet. Today, I'm going to talk about three musicians that definitely did not drift off into the ether. Billie Eilish, Little Nas X, and Post Malone. This is my salute to the SoundCloud kids. Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I'm Brad. Thank you so much for listening. I hope all is good in your world. I've mentioned on the show before that I'm an amateur musician. Uh, One of the reasons I moved to Austin was that I had this fantasy that someone would hear me at the local open mic and I'd be the next Bright Eyes, which obviously didn't happen. And that's probably for the best because when I think about the logistics of being a musician and always on the road, there's no way I'd want that now. Uh, The open mic was like the scratch-off lottery ticket. (laughs) I'd show up to these coffee shops three hours early just to get in line with all these desperate songwriters that just wanted their nine minutes, right, (laughs) Of, uh, of playing in front of people just to try to blow somebody's mind. Now you can get discovered right in the comfort of your own home, if you have the chops. These three artists that I'm talking about today all got their break from SoundCloud. And I'm sure that there's a lot of luck to it, but I think because of how easy it is to record and upload, you really have to be good to make it past all of the mediocre noise out there. I'm definitely not the demographic for this next artist, but I cannot stop listening to Billie Eilish. Uh, She's a 17-year-old pop star who got discovered on SoundCloud. And she's homeschooled. She lives in L.A. And after three years of putting out music on SoundCloud, uh, she finally got enough material to do an album. And she makes the music with her brother, Phineas O'Connell. And they mostly record in the bedroom at their parents' house. And they released a track initially called Ocean Eyes. And she recorded that when she was 14. And it went viral. It was on the uh, Netflix show 13 Reasons Why, which I haven't seen yet. Somebody let me know if that's worth watching. It, it again, seems out of my demographic. <laughs> but... Um, so this is a big album this year. Um, she's already laying it down and claiming the pop crown of 2019. Just listen to this song. Bide my tongue, bide my time Wearing a warning sign Wait till the world is mine Visions I vandalize Cold in my kingdom size Fell for these ocean You should see me in a crowd I'm gonna run, there's nothing to help 
I love the contrast in her music. It goes from really soft to really aggressive. Um, a lot of textures on this album. And I get the feeling in this song that she knows that she's about to be huge and is unapologetically kind of making a power grab with this tune. Like saying, oh, you think I'm pretty? You should see me wear a crown. People are going to bow. <laughs> so... I think it's sort of arrogantly self-aware, which is great for a 17-year-old uh, musician. And what I love most, though, about the album is the dynamics. Uh, they're just way different than you get with most pop artists. You know, usually you get one level with a pop song or a pop album. But this has some, like, quiet whispers and then crescendos into these big choruses. Um there are just so many styles represented on this album. And just to say that she's a pop star, it doesn't really do her justice. Um, she has a sort of electronic singer-songwriter thing going on. And there's also jazz elements and influences. And just her own personality, she kind of rejects like the cliches that certain pop stars usually embrace. You know, she wears really baggy clothes. Um, she never smiles in the pictures. And uh, she's sort of like the anti-hero of pop. Um, I think her song Tough Guy really sums up what I'm talking about here. So you're a tough guy, like you really rough guy. Just can't get enough guy, just always so puff guy. I'm that bad type, make your mama sad type. Make your girlfriend mad type, might seduce your dad type. I'm the bad guy. Duh. I love the duh in that song. And it, it blows me away that she's only 17 years old and already writing songs from a different character than herself. And I know this is going to sound like a bit far out as far as comparisons go, but... This album, from a production standpoint, reminds me of uh, what Nine Inch Nails was doing back in the 90s. Um, back then, Trent Reznor had that same whispered vocals with the dark beats. And Billy has a way of acknowledging those dark aspects of life. Um, there's just a certain nihilism in her song. Check this one out. It's really hard to stop that song because it just draws you in. And again, on this song, she's taking on a character. She's actually singing in the perspective uh, of the monster under her bed. And the production in the song kind of echoes that meaning because there's these horror screams and a knife sharpening. And by the end of the track, it feels like the walls are just closing in. <laughs> There's a, a real teenage introspection, you know what I mean, on the uh, darkness of life kind of thing going on here. 
And she speaks to the teenage angst, but also topics that are relevant right now. Um, There's a line that she sings about teen suicide. The friends I've had to bury, they keep me up at night. And then there's the track about climate change. Hills burn in California, my turn to ignore you. Don't say I didn't want you. All the good girls go to hell. Cause even got herself has enemies. And once the water starts to rise, and heaven's out of sight. Right out of the gate, I latched on to how she's tackling the big issues in the style of pop music. And she's not talking about partying on a boat or calling out haters, the normal expectations from pop lyrically. I think she does deserve the crown for singing about real issues. And this album draws you in just not only for the lyrics, but the music too. Dave Grohl said something about this album, you know, feels like when it did when Nirvana uh, came out in the 90s with Nevermind. And I don't know, that's a really bold statement. So we'll see how that goes. It it wouldn't surprise me if that turns out to be true. Um, this one doesn't jump out at you as much as it pulls you in. And it's stunning that... You know, this is from someone so young. <laughs> She's not even old enough to vote yet. Um, this might be the best pop album of the year. Here's another artist that got a number one hit from posting a DIY song on the SoundCloud. It's uh, Lil Nas X, Old Town Road. Now, is it a good song? I don't know. It <laughs> clocks in at just under two minutes. And it pulls you into this trance where you just want to hear it again because you can't figure out if it's good or bad or if you like it or not. At least that was my experience. Um, Little Nas X is a 19-year-old rapper from Atlanta. And after he graduated high school, he was at home either at his parents' house or a relative and he didn't have a job. And he just decided to buy this beat online Apparently, people make thousands, uh, maybe millions of beats out there, uh, just sort of like music beds that artists can purchase, and when you do, you own the rights to it. And he went to this site, BeatStars.com, and he bought one for $29.99. And he then goes on to write the current number one single on Billboard's Top 100. So it was briefly on the country charts, and maybe within a week, 
they removed it. Uh, I think someone at Billboard decided to yank it from the, it's what's called Hot Country Songs listing, uh, because they said, quote, it didn't embrace enough elements of today's country music, which to me is kind of code for we don't play anyone black that isn't Darius Rucker. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't think of any artist of color on the country charts. Uh, I can think of plenty of songs, though, uh, on the country charts that don't embrace any more elements than this Old Town Road song. Um, Baby Rexa and Florida Georgia line here. If it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be. And then there's this guy, uh, Sam Hunt, the song Speakers. Teacher for a pillow, music of a real low, creeping through the window. I can feel the bass line of the bed line on your heart on my trying to jump up out of your chest. Baby, and I'm on fire, girl, you're on fire, out in the dark, wrapped up in the stars, so right, girl, I'm so high, you and me, wild and free, way out in the woods, nobody for miles, love in the back of the truck with the tailgate down, just us and the speakers on, love in the back of the truck with the tailgate down, just us and the speakers on. To me, this guy is sort of sounding a lot like Bone Thugs back in the 90s <laughs> in this chorus. Um, you know, country is about as broad as they want to make it. And, I mean, those songs are not exactly your classic country sound. It's, it's really pop that has been branded as country. So the crazy part of all this is that Billy Ray Cyrus got wind yeah, the achy, breaky heart guy. He got wind of all this billboard backlash and he decided to contact Little Nas X and asked if he could do a remix of the song, which made it even bigger of a hit. Hat down, cross town, living like a rock star, spend a lot of money on my brand new guitar. Baby's got a habit, diamond rings and Fendi sports bras, riding down Rodeo in my Maserati sports car. Got no stress, I've been through all that. I'm like so now he's got the country superstar, Billy Ray Cyrus, on it, and as of today, it is still not being listed on the country songs by Billboard. It's on the top 100, number one there, but nowhere on the country chart. And Cyrus had some unofficial help with this whole thing. Uh, the biggest supporter of Old Town Road was Bobby Bones, uh, the country radio DJ. And he had this to say, he said, when you get involved in that whole conversation about is something country, then I start to be a little obnoxious about it. I don't like people telling anyone what art is. And Old Town Road is showing up on some prominent playlists with Spotify. They're wild country and new boots. Um, they're finding that the country streamers um, that it's being listened to, it's being saved, repeated, and 
this is the case where the gatekeepers are kind of behind where the the actual fans and the listeners are. And just to prove that some things never change, um, with all the backlash to the initial backlash, it's only, I think, extended the shelf life of this song. And before the remix dropped, a, uh, a prominent DJ, he's called DJ Riddler, he said that it had maybe a good six weeks. But now people are saying that this might be the song of the summer. Remember that beat that he bought for $30? Well, turns out the opening hook is a Nine Inch Nails song, which is available to artists through something called Creative Commons um, from Musicians to Use. So think of how bizarre this all is. The number one song right now is a country track from a 19-year-old rapper that features trap beats that sample Nine Inch Nails and features Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> the first time I saw Post Malone was last year, I think, while watching the Grammys. He did something with the Red Hot Chili Peppers that night, and I remember wondering, like, who is this guy with tattoos on his face? <laughs> uh, I mean, I know I'm getting old, but that, that takes a new level of commitment to get the tattoo on the face. <laughs> and I know I'm uh, probably three years behind on this guy, but much like Billie Eilish, I'm not the intended audience. <laughs> so I initially missed the marketing techniques. Um, Post created his first mixtape called Young and After Them Riches when he was 16 and he used a free program called Audacity. Uh, some of my podcast pals uh, use this software. And he played the mixtape for some friends in high school, but it didn't really do much beyond that. And it might have something to do with the fact that during this time, he lived in Grapevine, Texas. So after high school, he takes off for L.A., and once he gets there, he starts hanging out with other producers and musicians. And one day they record White Iverson. He, he actually recorded it um, just two days after writing it. And in 2015, he uploaded it to SoundCloud. And after hitting one million views within a month, um, he started getting all this attention from record labels. Watch out, oh, watch out, oh, watch out. his music has been described as like this melting pot of country uh, grunge hip-hop and r&b I like this quote from somebody in the New York Times. It said that Post is an artist who toes the line between singing and rapping and hip-hop and spooky electronic folk. 
one thing that he and I do have in common is our love for Bob Dylan. Um, apparently, post he cites Bob Dylan, uh, who he started listening to at 15 as an influence, huge influence on his music, calling him a genius. Uh, and if, I think he even has a tattoo uh, of Bob Dylan, something to do with him. So, you know, he definitely has me beat in the fanhood <laughs> arena. Um, but he had something interesting to say. He said that Subterranean Homesick Blues by Bob Dylan was the first rap song. John is in a basement mixing up the medicine. I'm on a pavement thinking about the government. heard that before that uh bob dylan invented rap and i i'd have to agree i i do think because this one came out in 1966 so it it sounds like rap to me in an interview last year uh, malone's manager announced he was going to start uh, his own record label and film production company and all because he opened a soundcloud account so i don't know do you have lightning in a bottle if you do, open a SoundCloud account. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. And have a great week.